there must be more than 12 million Filipinos scattered throughout the globe. Doctors, nurses, caregivers, nannies, musicians, construction workers, ship crews, name a place on earth that doesn't have a Filipino, and chances are that place is still uninhabited. It is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, diasporas of the world has ever seen. The reason is obvious, financial security. But how do these Filipinos go about it, legally or illegally? Some apply through recruiters. Others enter as tourists and end up as undocumented workers. A number of young people go the student visa route, and that's very expensive. Still others go the easy way in, get married to a citizen, and he or she gets instant citizenship. Hello, I'm George, and this is your Masterclass. I give tidbits and tips on how you manage your life in a positive manner. This is brought to you by Cutprint Productions. In this episode, we'll meet a lady who has lived in the Los Angeles area for the past five years or so. She never really planned on going to the United States, and for all, she had a cushy job with the biggest conglomerate here in the Philippines. So what exactly happened? Let's find out and be inspired by the story of Gina Cordero. Hello, Gina. Hi. Thank you for inviting me here. And thank you for joining us. What time is it there? It is uh, 10.32 a.m. It's quite cold now. Very nice. Like uh, what temperature are you talking about? Um, right now, I think it's around 40s. Um, I woke up this morning at around 6 a.m. and it was 39. That's amazing. Yes. Okay, I wish we had that kind of weather here. <laughs> okay, Gina, um, we're, we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of uh, overseas Filipinos. Now, you're one of them. When exactly do you, did you leave the Philippines? I left the Philippines um, December of 2016. Twenty sixteen. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was your particular reason for going there? Um, my mom was sick. She was mm-hmm. diagnosed with um, lung cancer, um, mm-hmm. and I came over to the United States to take help take care of her. My sister was already here for a couple of months, and she wanted to go back home. Um, so we decided to swap. So I came here just to take care of my mom. Okay, that's interesting. And then what happened? Like, um, did you really have any plans? Was that part of your bucket list to to go there and stay there for good? No, um, no, it wasn't in my plan at all. Um, I enjoyed my work with Ayala Education. I was one of their instructional designers, and I really mm-hmm. enjoyed my job. I got to go around different uh, schools, uh, different regions as well. Um, so it was not... Um, I didn't, there was no need for me to Mm -hmm. stay here in the U.S. However, Mm -hmm. a day before I left, my mom passed away. Oh, that is so sad. I'm so sorry to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, it was quite difficult for us. Um, And it was, we really had to come up with a decision who was going to take care of my dad. You see, my dad was uh, placed in a facility two weeks before my mom passed away. Mm-hmm. And so, then? So when I arrived here, we had to really think about who was going to stay. Um, my sister really needed to go back to the Philippines because she had a seven-year-old son. 
Um, so for the meantime, it was me. I had to stay. And staying would mean um, taking care. Um, I, have a, I had a tourist visa and I could stay for the next six months. Mm -hmm. So, so the, the plan was just to stay for the next six months, um, take care of daddy, make sure he's fine in the facility. And if ever he's going to be allowed to come out, or discharge, um, I'll will do that, and then I would go back to the Philippines while he stays. What 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 happened? It's now what over four years, and you're still there. Yeah. Um, so what happened really was it. We couldn't bring my dad out. Mm -hmm. um, bringing him out would deteriorate his health, and it would not give him a good life so i couldn't go back to the philippines and just la leave him here on his own so um i had to look for a job though mm -hmm. the job was really not um not really like an instant a decision okay now i have to do and uh, i have to get a job um it was just an uh, spur of the moment decision okay let's go ahead and look at the the Possibility. The newspaper mm -hmm. and see what yes mm -hmm. and, and see what's what's there. Um, so I was browsing over the newspaper one Sunday afternoon, mm -hmm. and I saw a post uh, where they needed someone to work in the office. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just sent to sent an my resume in. The decision to do that was really triggered by the fact that um, I want to be able to see how I how well I could do in an interview here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I know that I can perform really well in interviews in the Philippines. I just want to see if I'm going to be able to replicate it here. Mm -hmm. So I sent that resume in, really just curious, curious whether I I passed the screening. And then uh, be invited for an interview. If I do get invited for an interview, I I'm curious to see if I'm gonna be able to pass the interview and be able to get a job offer as well. And obviously, you so did pass the interview. Yes, I passed the interview. Um, so I was given a job, and then uh, so my job was a mixture of um, administrative tasks. And I also handled their um, the training side of the company. So I designed training courses for them that aligned the needs that the yeah aligned the needs of the company and made them compliant to OSHA, the Occupational Safety Hazards Agency here in the United States. Wait a minute. Let, let's backtrack a bit. Mm -hmm. You got a job. You don't have any papers. Mm -hmm. How so? Um, so you uh, you're an illegal. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I was given, I was asked if I needed help. Mm -hmm. um, so they offered to sponsor me. So we worked on it for right then and there. All right. So I had to get a lawyer mm -hmm. uh, to help me process my documents. Um, it took me around two years. Two years for you to be able to get a work two visa, work permit? My work visa, yes. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And then another two and years. And another two years to secure my, no, actually another year mm -hmm. um, after I got my work permit mm -hmm. uh, to get my green card. All right. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, Filipinos go there 
with various reasons. A lot of Filipinos are like you. They go there with tourist visas and then they opt to work, but uh, as an undocumented workers, right? Uh, what they call illegals or TNTs, right? And then there are others uh, who go there as tourists and uh, want to stay there for good. So what do they do? They look for someone who's willing to marry them at least for a short period of time until they get their uh, permanent residence or whatever, and then they get divorced. Why didn't you take that route? It's it's a much easier route. Uh, for um, First, uh, actually, a, uh, a couple of reasons. First, um, I didn't want to get killed by my boyfriend. Okay. Um, <laughs> so there. Um, so the, I value the relationships that we have, and really getting married to someone else here seemed like uh, is was not an option at all for me mm -hmm. i wanted to be i wanted to secure my visa on my own mm -hmm. and not use someone else um to help me with my visa if that makes uh -huh. sense um, that's pretty unique as far as you know Filipina. i'm sorry i'm sorry for generalizing but okay. Uh, that's how it is, right? It's kind of unique, uh, the way the path you took, considering the expenses, the time element involved, when you could, you know, you could easily get uh, whatever you want if uh, you went the regular route of a lot of Filipinos. Right. Yeah, um, my aunt even offered, um, I think, $20,000, that she would give me $20,000 to just get married to this... Huh, this Filipino who is all who, who is a citizen, mm -hmm. but I just couldn't take it that I'm gonna be married to someone who I do not know, who I do not love, and eventually be hmm, required to sleep with this guy. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't take that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I value my peace of mind. I know what I want and I know what I don't want. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get married to someone who I do not love. Mm -hmm. So that was not a route for me. I'd rather um, work and um, pay for my own visa. Mm -hmm. I'd rather do it that way mm -hmm. and be able to sleep at night, knowing that I'm comfortable in my own bed, mm -hmm. knowing that I'm not going to get depressed or anxious because I'm sleeping next to someone who I do not know. Mm -hmm. so that's very nice. I, yeah. That's very that's, nice to that's hear. That I, yeah, not a lot. Believe me, a lot of people have already told me, why don't you just get married? Yeah, even my dad one time. <laughs> just go get married to someone I don't want. I don't want. I know what I want and I know what I don't want and I don't want to get married to someone I do not know. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Uh, you yeah. could get emotional uh, talking about that, huh? <laughs> I think a lot of people really, really just look into that as a route. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to join. I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want. I don't want to tell people that I just did it that way as well. Mm -hmm. There's another way, mm -hmm. and this is my way. This is the option that I felt worked well for me. Yeah, and what what's the reward? Like you you you. Uh, the, you still have your work permit? Do you have a green card or what? Um, now I have, I'm holding on to a green card. Um, unfortunately, the pandemic laid me off. Mm -hmm. How, however, um, due to the support being given by the company, and then uh, I was also able to 
secure a few freelance jobs um, designing um, training courses, mm-hmm. uh, I was able to open my own business. That is very um, nice. That's interesting. Uh, what kind of business are you talking about? So I'm still with training. Um, the name of the company is Bespoke Learning. Mm-hmm. Um, I design training courses for companies, um, really identifying the needs of the company and and design and creating a training course that will fit the needs of the company. That's why it's bespoke. Okay. And um, uh, like, uh, what are your plans for the next few years? Uh, is this uh, going to be for good? You're not coming back to the Philippines anymore? Are you going to get married uh, or whatever? Um, well, if my boyfriend comes over, yes, we will mm-hmm. get married. Um, I, I am a proud Filipina and I will always f- call um, the Philippines home. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, I've always stood firm and proud when people ask me um, where I'm from. I always proudly say I'm from the Philippines and I say it with so much pride because I know what we can do as a country. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have all those craziness in the government, but the work ethics that we have, the name that we have, mm-hmm. is, brings me so much pride. That is very good. Right. Now, uh, uh, what is your takeaway uh, out of all these? Like, uh, you, you were successful in going there. First of all, you were successful in uh, securing a visa. And uh, that was the most important step. The first step was uh, getting a tourist visa. You were able to do it, probably because of an emergency. You were allowed by the consulate to yeah. to go there, and then you were able to get a work uh, a, a job and a work permit. Now you're 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 into your green card. Uh, are you looking at citizenship in the next few years? Yes, I I am looking at citizenship probably in the next six or seven years uh-huh. i plan to go back to the philippines well, hopefully next year or uh, 2022 if the virus has been contained mm-hmm. and it's safer to come home um i still cannot um i still cannot give up on uh, our philippine mango oh yeah our mm-hmm. and all those mm-hmm. so yeah i will always come home mm-hmm. and i was always call the philippines home mm-hmm. And, uh, um, yeah, go on. But um, I love the opportunities that I have here in the United States. Um, it, it really helped me um, provide for my family. It's also helped me um, maintain a, or develop a better relationship with my dad. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Now, uh, uh, let, me, let me ask you this. Okay, so the takeaway of everything is... Uh, Anything is possible, and it's really possible to uh, go your route and not the regular route others take. Which uh, I mean, you know, uh, it borders on it. It it's a borderline in morality, so to speak. So, what would you? Uh, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of listeners who uh, I'm sure are dreaming of uh, going to the you know to the land of milk and honey and uh, living the American dream which is not really an easy thing to do uh, when you come to think of it. But you were able to do it maybe a, a more circuitous way, but you were able to do it. What would you advise uh, our listeners right now who are 
um, you know, looking at that kind of, uh, of, uh, of life in the future, going to the United States and staying there for good? Uh, of course, I wouldn't really recommend um, going the TNT route. Uh-huh. Right. I am. Uh, I I love to. I love rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so I adhere to rules. I follow um, science and policy so much uh, to the letter. Um, but one thing that I would be able to tell them is really know know yourself first. Know what you're able to do and know what you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And knowing what you don't want to do is key to your success. Mm -hmm. Um, So I knew that I didn't want to get married. Mm -hmm. So that was totally out of the picture. So I had to come up with all different options for myself on how to get a job, how to secure my visa and all of those. Because getting married was not an option at all. It might be for some. It was not for me. Mm OK, it might work for others. Yes. And it had worked for others, but it's just not going to work for me mm-hmm. um, when securing a job as well. You know what you also want to do. I did not want to become a caregiver. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hands down to them. Uh, they're able to do something that I am not going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, I know that I'm not going to be able to provide care that way um so what are the things that i could do i i know that i'm a good trainer i know i'm a good instructional designer and i'm gonna follow that route mm-hmm. because i have the skills for that mm-hmm. and there's a so demand knowing, for that yes mm-hmm. yes you just have to be able to tap into that demand that niche mm-hmm. so knowing what you want and knowing what you do not want to do is crucial mm-hmm. um another tip would be that you really need to be resourceful and do not just listen to hearsay. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people here are very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. They would say, do this, do that, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to perform your own research mm-hmm. and analyze what they said. Yeah, got to gotta learn how to sift happen. through uh, the chaff, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I mean, it's easier to just listen to someone else. Mm-hmm. But when you're asked, how did you learn about that? You're just, oh, the other person told me. What if it's wrong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So how are you going to rectify it? And and you're going to, you might end up spending a lot of money on just basing it on somebody, what somebody said. So do your own work. Mm-hmm. Uh, do your own research. Uh, find out. Read up. Mm-hmm. What about educational uh, attainment? Like, uh, is it really very important to have, like here in the Philippines, I think everybody's looking for someone who's a master's degree already. What about uh, uh, in the United States? It's also the same here. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are also into getting graduate degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, they value that. I, I value education as well. Um, though I would give experience a whole, uh, a bigger rate. Mm-hmm. So you think uh, someone who has uh, just uh, an ordinary education could make it there as long as they know exactly what they want and they're willing to go uh, whatever route to achieve that? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of what, on top of that, we need you to be resourceful. We need you 
to be able to communicate really well. Mm-hmm. Um, we Filipinos are really good speakers mm-hmm. of the language, mm-hmm. of the English language. Mm-hmm. Um, however, problems arise when we stick to thinking like a Filipino, mm-hmm. but using English mm-hmm. as a way to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to really be able to adjust to know the culture here mm-hmm. and know when to integrate your own culture in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you would not be able to understand the how, how, how people think here. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. Because culture really plays a big, uh, big role. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Now, um, uh, and uh, what are your plans? Like, uh, what do you plan to do in the next few years? Like, uh, uh, you, to- you, you told me uh, if your boyfriend goes there, you're going to get married already. And... Uh, What about your family? You said you have a family uh, to feed. Like, uh, are these your brothers and sisters, or? Um, I have three sib. Uh, yeah, I have three siblings. They have their own families. Mm-hmm. Um, my own kids are all adults. Um, I will petition them, uh, but again, it'll take some time. Mm-hmm. So, if ever they're going to be able to shine and um, secure themselves. Um, visa on their own, mm-hmm. that would be best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. So, yeah. You know, uh, that's 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 a pretty interesting thing. Uh, uh, if they are able to do it on their own, like uh, I myself, uh, I have two kids who are there in the United States. One of them, my youngest, uh, went there during high school because he figured he'd have a better chance of entering university there if uh, he graduated from high school in the United States. And he was able to do it. He's now a vice president of an ad agency. The other one, uh, uh, the other one uh, knew that she wouldn't be, she didn't stand a chance to get a tourist visa because uh, she was single and she was jobless that time. She just graduated from university. You know what she did? She applied for a student Mm -hmm. visa. She was given one and that's where it all started. Uh, there you go. Yeah, it, it it's actually very different. Um, and I acknowledge the fact that a lot of people come here in various ways. Mm-hmm. So like what you said, she took the route, the student visa route. Some would opt to take the, the go get married route. Mm-hmm. Some, some are fortunate to be hired mm-hmm. by a big company here. Mm-hmm upon graduation in the Philippines. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I know a lot of people who are like that too, or some who have sh- uh, really uh, done their best here and were pirated there in the United States, right? Yes. Any 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 uh, final words to our listeners? Like, uh, you know, this, this particular masterclass is all about positive thinking and uh, looking at the bright side of things. So maybe you could give some, you know, nuggets of uh, wisdom on how to look at life from the bright side. Um, hmm. I actually want to share a lot, but I guess top of my list would be really knowing yourself Mm -hmm. and how far you can go. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know yourself, Uh, you would look into an external sense of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that external sense of power is depleted, you're 
you come back with an empty shell. You would not be able to rely on making decisions that would be good for you because you rely on someone else. Mm -hmm. Very good. So it's really knowing yourself and then take the risk. The worst thing that could happen is it's going to be a no. Mm -hmm. And you just have if to come back a here. No, mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And you just have to come back here. And failing is an option always. When you fail, you learn. And That's then right. you pivot and then try again. Mm -hmm. Any culture shock, by the way, when you got there and, uh, you know. Not really. Um, I grew up in another country in Brunei. Mm -hmm. The culture there was different. So, but then we were considered as the foreigners, mm -hmm. though we stayed there for 11 years. So I did not really have a culture shock when I came here. I even felt I was a foreigner in my own country when I came back after staying in Brunei for 11 years. Mm -hmm. That was more of a culture shock. Um, I knew I could speak the language well. A lot of people did not know I was a Filipino when I opened my mouth and I was speaking mm -hmm. until I called their attention that I'm from the Philippines. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So you, 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 you've had that experience already when you were young. Oh, yes, a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. Sometimes I, I wouldn't know. I, I don't know how to react. Sometimes I feel, hmm, mm -hmm. should I be offended or whatever? Mm -hmm. Because they would say, you don't speak like a Filipino. Hmm, and how does a mm -hmm. Filipino yep. speak? Right. What exactly do they mean by that, right? right. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, Gina, I, I, I wish we had more time, but uh, we're over over the limit, so to speak. Maybe uh, in the next few episodes, we could uh, get you back and talk to you more about your experiences there. All right? Thank you so much. You're welcome. And, Thank you for inviting me, George. Yes, and uh, for the great insights you gave us. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, um, I'd like to invite you to listen to our or watch Boomer's Banquet. It happens every Saturday morning here in the Philippines. So just adjust your time from 10 in the morning here. Uh, we talked about nostalgia and uh, memories. So it might be good not only for you, but your folks and your grandparents maybe. Right? So uh, keep that nostalgia spirit going. And if you're thinking or if you have any idea or uh, if you're thinking of something you want me to talk about, uh, something which could uh, somehow raise your spirit, so to speak, why don't you email george at cutprintproductions.com. That's george at cutprintproductions.com. I'll be glad to talk about what you want me to talk about, and uh, let's have a lot of fun doing it. Until next time, thank you so much, Gina. Thank you so much, all of you, for joining us today, and I'll see you again next week. Stay safe and sane. This has been your masterclass. Good night and God bless. Ad Mayorem de Gloria. This show is produced by Cutprint Podcast Network and George Boone. Executive producer, Patsy Ferrer. Writer, George Mercado. Creative director, Christine Alido. Social media manager, Nia Escondo. Sound engineer, MJ Habal. Researcher, Lee Malcolm. To advertise, email us at podcast at cutprintproductions.com or call us at 0918-807-8478. That's 0918-807-8478.